This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Of course it did. It's fantastic. You know, for the fans and the uh, uh, players, the team, uh, the whole club, uh, to be able to beat Man City at home is important. We've not done it for a while, so it was uh, a big game for us. Well, you know against uh, Man City, first of all, you've got to be on the front foot. You've got to try to press them. And when we had the energy to do it, I thought we did well. But you also know that they'll play you deep. They'll they'll make possession and then play, 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 and approach your the final third. So you have to defend well and um, in and around your own goal. We did that, and we with the pace we got, counter attack we got, um, we're always a threat. Well, I don't know. I, I, we feel that we're improving as a team, as a squad, as a group together. We, we feel uh, the fans, they, they want us to do well and they, they see what we're doing. So uh, we're getting better and better, but there's still, we're still fifth. There's still points to, uh, to catch on Chelsea and Leicester, so we need to keep plugging away. Off the Ball kicks off now on BFM 89.9. That was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after Man United beat Man City for the third time this season. You know what? Manchester is red. <laughs> it's me, Ross. A delighted Ross, as you can tell. Off the ball. A special off the ball. It's just me and uh, Craig Marias on the phone. Craig, are you there? I am indeed. Can we play City every week? <laughs> Listen, if you want to interact with us, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. Also, follow us on social media. It's BFM Football on Facebook and on Instagram. So, it's a very personal show today. Uh, Me in the studio, Craig, wherever he is, very health conscious and all that. (laughs) I've washed my hands. It's all right. Uh, We'll start with the Manchester Derby then, Craig. Man United 2, Man City 0. Let's start with City. Well, we knew going into the game, their challenge for the title was over. It's well and truly now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, like you said, you know, it was it was uh, the Manchester pride that was at stake, really, in this. And obviously, they're battling for uh, for second with, with Leicester. Um, but, I mean, what a game this was for, um, for Ole and, and United, you know I mean? You spoke about it just now. You know, United this season have a fantastic record against uh, Manchester City. But, um, you know, it, it was the manner in which they did it, really. I, I thought from the first whistle to, to the last. Yeah. I, um, United players were all over them. And, we, um, and, and you know, just, just had that kind of derby spirit that, that you really need. And, you know, the levels were, were a lot better than City and, and they looked a lot fitter and sharper. Would you, would you agree with this statement? It was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's best, well, the performance, best performance under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after he got made permanent? Uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit debatable, uh, to be honest. I, I, I really liked... Uh, the PSG one, but, don't you? I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, you, can't, you can't forget that, but uh, I'll just go back to the season and, and, and when, when we played City at uh, City of Manchester Stadium as well. It was really methodical. They, they followed the plan. And, and listen, Man yeah. United, it all boils down to the signing of one Bruno Fernandes in January. Well, he's definitely lift, it lifted the players. There's no, no uh, question about that. I think everyone's levels have improved tremendously since January and, and the signing of not only Fernandes, but Igalo as well. But you can just see on the pitch, you know, I mean, you know, Fred alongside him, you know, obviously a little bit deeper. I mean, 
He's been fantastic in the last four months. Matic has come back. You know, he's out of contract in the summer. Um, or they should really think about giving him another year on that. Um, and, and, you know, just the intelligence that he, he has on the pitch, you know, that chip for, for Martial's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, that, that was just intelligence of one player. I, that may have that may be the biggest beam I've seen from Anthony Marshall. Biggest smile ever when he scored yeah. that goal, right? Yeah, I mean he gets he gets a lot of stick for his uh, his facial expressions or, or lack of it. Um, um, but you know, look, let, let's not let's not kid ourselves. You know, it was a it was a goalkeeping error from Edison, who, who for me had an absolutely horrendous. Well, game. both of them uh, were down to him, right? Both goals. Yeah, yeah, both. But both goals were, but even during the game, you know, whenever I mean, we we praise him for you know being being the goalkeeper that's you know be able to play outfield. You know, he's so uh, he's so good when the ball's at his feet. But he, he was really he was really bad. You know, I mean, you know, when the ball was played back to him, you know, he struggled to control it. His distribution was poor. Uh, he just looked really off his game. And and yes. You know, both goals were, were literally down to his, his goalkeeping errors. Yeah, and, and it could have been worse as well because Fred, for some reason, got yellow carded when he oh. got hauled down in the penalty box. Now, I, I don't understand the use of VAR because it was quite clear yeah. if you VAR that incident. And they did. Uh, and they uh, did. Mike, <laughs> and Solskjaer asked the question, you know, um, and Mike Dean said, you know, they checked out VAR and they decided not to give it. And well, which is, is really baffling because there's no way that was simulation. There exactly. Was well, no, I, you know, if you don't give the penalty, at least rescind the yellow card because he was yeah. clearly impeded. Exactly. But then if you, it's one of those, if you rescind the yellow card, you, you're acknowledging the fact that he didn't dive. Therefore, it was a foul. Um, you know, and, and I mean, it's just astonishing that, that VAR have, or the people at VAR have looked at it and have decided... You know, they've looked at it from, from multiple angles, uh, which is what they're, they're meant to do, and, and they've come up with the wrong, uh, the wrong outcome. And, and, and we've seen that over the last few weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, you go back to a couple of challenges. I think it was the Chelsea-Tottenham match. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you know, where... Uh, Lo Celso. Uh, Lo Celso was involved with it. Um, and, and just, you know, you, you look... You, I mean, they, they, they pride themselves on the fact that they get to look at it from, from multiple angles and they'll come up with the right decision. And, um, and, you know, over the last few weeks, a month or so, you know, we've seen quite a few where they've looked at it and, and, they've, and it's been the wrong outcome. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, so what now for Man City? This is the second time in Pep Guardiola's managerial career that he has suffered three defeats against a specific opponent in a single season. <laughs> Liverpool did it in 2017-2018 and obviously Man United did it this season. Um, they've still got the Champions League. They're still in the FA Cup. Can they lift yeah. themselves? Um, I can't see why not. You know, uh, you know coming into, into the derby, I thought, I thought they'd been playing really well, actually. Um, let, let's not forget they're missing the likes of De Bruyne, who for me is, is probably the most uh, influential player in the Premier League. And when you miss someone of his quality, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's always, always going to hurt you, no matter how good your, you know, the guys stepping in are, which you know you said he have in abundance uh, in terms of plays and quality. Um, it, it was always going to, he was always going to be a big miss, and uh, and I thought it really affected them. Listen, you know, they, the, the Champions League is the one that they won. Um, you know, they, they've made no secret about that. Uh, they, they've done the Premier League a few times now. Um, FA Cup. Well, now the league's out of that. They'll probably have a good go for that. But Champions League is the one they won. They've got a fantastic opportunity to to do it as well, knocking out one of the one of the tournament favourites. Yep. Um, 
And, and you know, I think that's what Pep will do. You know, he'll, he'll put it all into one basket for, uh, uh, for the Champions League. And, 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 and rightly so, you know. I mean, it's the one that they really need to crack uh, if they want to establish themselves as a European powerhouse. Um, and, you know, I, I think they're, they're, they're on course for that, you know. I mean, finishing second... To, to an exceptional Liverpool side um, is, is no shame. Yep. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll regroup. They'll, They've already got a trophy this market. season. Exactly. Uh, they'll regroup in the summer. They'll, they'll, they'll make a couple of signings, I'm, I'm sure. And, uh, and and they'll they'll push Liverpool um, and, and, you know, a couple of other teams for the title next season. So, yeah, it, all's not lost for City. Uh, Champions League, you know, six fans will tell you Champions League is the one that we probably want and probably need. And that's what they're going to go for. They've got a great chance in that. All right. As far as Man United are concerned, Man United are now be unbeaten in their last 10 games. Seven wins, yeah. three draws, lots of clean sheets to boot yeah. as well. Right. We'll talk about United in the Europa in a few moments. Let's move on with the weekend's football. Saturday's early kickoff saw Liverpool beat Bournemouth 2-1. After the victory, it was only three more wins needed. Of course, that was before the Manchester derby. Here is Jurgen Klopp. And um, we said that long ago, confidence is nothing but you get in your pocket and keep for the rest of your life. Um, in, in, in sports, for sure not. And that means you, you need the feeling that things work out. We try to give the boys the, the information, what they can do, that it's easier for us and it's more difficult for the opponent again. And um, so that's what the boys did. And in the end, you have to fight hard. And that was always our, our main thing to do. And um, so now we have 82 points, which is really nice. And um, so now we have to fight, carry on fighting. Um, Tuesday, then Monday, then Saturday, I think. So that's how it is now. So, yeah, we, will, we have to give everybody who wants the points from us um, a proper, proper fight. And that's what we did today. And, yeah, that's it. Right, that was Jurgen Klopp uh, speaking after. He's, he's very, well, he knows what's got to be done. Uh, I'm sure the coaching staff are, are helping the Liverpool players along. We've seen in this last few games how much of a loss Jordan Henderson can be to this Liverpool side. Yeah, if you told me that you know, a couple of years ago, I probably would have asked you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he really has emerged over the last couple of seasons as, as an integral part of, of the Jurgen Klopp red machine. Um, and, you know, you, know, you give a lot like Virgil van Dijk gets a lot of praise, the two fullbacks get a lot of praise. Uh, Wijnaldum and Fabinho, you know, in, in bits and parts of the season have, have, have got theirs. But the one con- consistent uh, performer throughout the season has been uh, Jordan Henderson, and he's been somewhat of an unsung hero. Um, you know, coming into this match, you know, <laughs> Liverpool, they, they, they've lost a few. There was some, some doubters out there, you know, like, are they really going to mess this up? Um, especially I, I after Bournemouth scored that, that dodgy-looking yeah. goal. When, when, when Callum Wilson scores that goal, you're like, oh, <laughs> OK, is this really happening? Um, but, but, but fair play to Liverpool. You know, they they, um, they they came out of there. I thought Salah's goal was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, Mane, uh, you know, you talk about Jordan Henderson, the goals and, and the contribution that, that this man has put in for Liverpool this season um, can't go unnoticed as well. He's been He's been fantastic. Where... Worse in the last couple of years, Salah's probably taken most of the headlines in an attacking sense. Um, I think Mane's really come into his own this season, you know. And yeah. even at a time when Salah wasn't firing on all cylinders, you know, he was the man that stepped up and, and uh, provided Klopp and Liverpool with that 
uh, with the goals and the, the you know the the final third output. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was it, it wasn't a fantastic Liverpool performance. It was a good performance. They did what they needed to over the line. That's all they needed to yeah, do. Over yeah. the line, exactly. Yeah. And it was always going to be tough against Bournemouth. who were fighting for their lives. Um, I fear for them. I said it a few weeks ago yeah, on the show. Yeah. I, I really fear for them. Uh, I think they're done. They're doomed. Um, I, I, you know, even with Fraser back, with, with Wilson back, you know, they they just lacking confidence. You know, um, well, uh, you know, Bournemouth, Bournemouth face Crystal Palace next. Must, must, must win game. Yeah. After yeah. Palace, they've got Wolves, Man United, Spurs, and Leicester. Which is why I said they, they were doomed. <laughs> they are doomed, uh, aren't they? Their the running is, is just ridiculously tough. And look, on paper, they've got a, a, a good enough team to, to get points out of them. But like I said, confidence just looks strained from them. Um, Eddie Howe, you know, when, when, when the camera pans to him on the touchline, he looks a bit clueless, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and that's the manager run out of ideas. You know, he doesn't know what else, what more he can do to, to kind of get to lift the players and, uh, you know, um, it, it, it's sad to see because over the last few years we, we've hyped up Bournemouth we've hyped up Eddie Howe um, I, I don't think he's a bad manager you don't become a bad manager overnight no no. <laughs> but it, it, it's just one of those where it just hasn't worked out for them this season yeah, they yeah. have played their part and um, they just, just lack quality in certain, certain games um, well as far as Liverpool are concerned uh, it's the, their 22nd successive Premier League win at Anfield they've now broken the English top flight record set by Bill Shankly's team in 1972 let me ask you this Craig I know you're a Man United fan but yeah. how great are this Liverpool side uh, can you can you compare them to the greats of of the Shankly side the Bob Paisley sides and I think the argument with this is, is, is the fact that they went unbeaten for so long. Um, the, the points that they're going to record for this season, um, we expect them to, uh, to you know, surpass all records. Uh, but in terms of, 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 of greatness, you know, I'm not, I'm not so, uh, so sure you can compare them to the great Premier League sides. You know, you go back to the Invincibles, Treble winning United, you know, even further back then to, okay, to, to okay. Liverpool. Um, and that's only down uh, to the fact that until they do it, you know, on a consistently, yeah, on a consistent basis, you know, if they do back-to-back titles, for example, um, uh, or you know, you see an era of dominance from them, you know, a spell of dominance, you know, over over a period of you know three, three to four years, um, then I think you know you can you can make those kind of comparisons. Um, until then, you know, if, you, if you're talking about a season, yes, you, you know, like I said, you go back to the records, they, they're going to surpass all, all kinds of records. Maybe one defeat in in the season, you know, it's a remarkable achievement. I can't take you can't take anything away from that, but I think it's it's a bit too hard and, uh, to compare them to to the real great Premier League sides or even you know the first division sides in the past. Well, uh, if they keep winning it, if they win three in a row, we we will change our point of view undoubtedly. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We we'd have no choice but to accept that. Got, got to mention, yeah, we we got to mention Salah, who played his hundredth game at the weekend. Seventy goals in a hundred games, seventy percent strike rate from your yeah. midfielder. He's not even bought as a striker. Uh, phenomenal, uh, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, we look at his first season, the breakthrough season that he had at Liverpool. You know, <laughs> that was I crazy. Mean, he, he, yeah, I mean, forty forty plus goals, I think it was. Um, you know, from from a wide. Uh, wide man, you know it's it, it was it was ridiculous and and although he hasn't hit those heights, um, you know 
those, those kind of numbers since. You know, he's still chipping in with 20-odd goals a season. Exactly. Which is, which is fantastic, you know. And when you have, you know, players like Mane contributing, you know, 20 double figures for a season, Salah contributing double figures, um, you know, you, you've always got a good chance of winning silverware. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you, you know, look at Firmino up front. He's not really a guy that's going to get you a lot of goals during the season. Uh, but it doesn't matter because they're, they're chipping in from elsewhere. And, uh, and, and that's been what's uh, fantastic about this. You know, it was a £40 million signing. It was a player that, you know, played, signed for Chelsea, never really got proper game time. They, they sold him off and he did really well in, in Roma when he was there, Fiorentina, I think it was before that. Um, and the man got goals over there, you know, and, and it was a gamble bringing him back to the Premier League to play that kind of intensity again. Could he replicate his Serie A form over here? And he, he showed us that he is a genuine world-class player. So kudos to Klopp for, for, for taking that gamble and, and, and even to Salah for, for improving his game over the last few years. Yep, absolutely. Well done, Liverpool. Nearly there, nearly there. As far as Bournemouth are concerned, they have lost uh, since the start of last season... Bournemouth have lost more Premier League away games than any other side. 24 defeats, which is utterly amazing. Right, moving on then. Chelsea 4, Everton 0. Yet again, uh, 18-year-old Billy Gilmore stole the show. Let's hear him speak. Yeah, it was amazing. Dream come true to uh, make my full debut in the Premier League. Uh, but most of all, getting the three points and carrying on winning. Uh, and hopefully we continue that in the way forward. Uh, yeah, it was tough. Obviously, the the next game is uh, today was a tough game. You know, Liverpool. It was a good game. I played well, but you can only play, go into the next game and do the exact same. Work your hardest, play well, and do the best for the team. And we came up on top. So it was most of all a good win for the team, uh, and it was a good uh, get day. 18-year-old Billy Gilmore, man of the match, midweek for Chelsea, and again put in a stirring performance uh, in in the Kante role. Well, a bit more offensive than Kante, but he was brilliant, Craig. He was. Can you just uh, translate what he said in his post? <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't quite understand any of that. Uh, no, but no, absolutely fantastic performance. I mean, followed it up from what he did uh, midweek in, in the FA Cup. Um, and it was outstanding, you know. I mean, this is a kid who he, he's been hyped about for for the moment that Chelsea got him from Rangers, you know. And that, I think that was about four or five years ago uh, when you know Rangers were, were desperate to keep him. Um, and I think it was Rangers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, it was. And, and they poached him. They poached him from his academy. He came over, and and honestly, if if it wasn't for Frank Lampard being there, I and this whole transfer ban. Um, this this kid, I, I'm pretty certain, would not have got a chance like like many of the others yeah. uh, that, that we've seen emerge uh, this season. Well, um, th- this is a kid who who played in midweek against the best team in the country. Exactly. Yeah, and, and he ran that midfield, and it, it's it, it's all right doing it in in one game, you know. But as I said, you know, consistency is key. And, and for an 18 year old kid to to go out, you know, a few days later and put in another performance against a very good uh, Everton side. You, well, the good run of form, um, you know, just shows that this boy is meant to play at the Premier League level. Um, and, you know, once again, you know, it was only in January where, where Chelsea actually moved him up from the academy training base into the first team setup. So, you know, he's, he's a permanent, that established him as a permanent member of Frank Lampard's team. Um, and, and, you know, the last two games, he's been absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, Kante who? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good thing Ch- Chelsea are, are coming into form now. Ross Barkley's had two great games in a row. Uh, Mason Mount scored a beauty, uh, had a beautiful one saved. Um, Chelsea looking good. They had to win to, to kind of keep that top four in check because United won as well. So three-point gap between Man United and Chelsea. Uh, we're going for our first break. Craig has done very well solo so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let Craig get a drink of water. Um, we're off for a short break. Back right after this. Where's the try? And he's always prepared to give it a go. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Captain, leader, legend. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. It's a very, very special off the ball this week. It's me, Ross, in the studio talking to Craig on the phone, probably on a beach somewhere, knowing Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Looking back at the weekend's football, Burnley won, Spurs won. Here's Jose Mourinho. When you lose for three or four months, your goalkeeper... Your two strikers, your two top scorers, and a, a, a midfield player like Sissoko, I, I don't even speak because we have other, other options. But every team in the world is not, is not just Tottenham, it's every team in the world. You lose your two top scorers. You know, the, the, the new champion, Liverpool. Imagine Liverpool four months without Salen Mane. And we are speaking about the best team in, in, in the country in this... Uh, in this moment, is is as simple as that. But I'm being repetitive um, all the time. I think we are improving, even without these players. We are improving in some aspects that are very important, very, very important. And one of these aspects, I tell you objectively, this is a team that, um, when I arrived, couldn't win a match in the Premier League away of home for one year. Yeah, Jose is not a happy man. Um, he bemoaned the lack of a mid of the of midfield in in that draw, but which which doesn't say a lot for the likes of Dombele, who, who they paid a lot of money for. Well, I mean, he was the one that uh, that, uh, that he was referring to. Exactly, you know, like, uh, he came out with a lot of uh, criticism, and, it, and it's it's not unusual for Jose to come out. You know, you see a lot of managers. Um, you know, stick up for their players and, and kind of be around the bush. I mean, Jose Mourinho has never been that kind of manager. Um, you know, he says it like it is. If you're not performing here, he'll call you out on it. And, you know, he's got a point to a certain extent. You know, I mean, they paid a lot of money for, for Dombele. You know, when he's played, he's been all right. Uh, scored in his debut, let's not forget. Um, but, you know, the kind of, the amount of matches that he's actually been available and fit for, you know, doesn't reflect uh, the kind of outlay that, that Spurs paid for. Mm, and, mm. and you know, in a, in, a, in a midfield where you're losing your your uh, talisman in, in Christian Eriksen halfway through the season, you know, you need someone to kind of step up to the plate and, and, and contribute a little bit more. Um, and and, and Dombele for, I think it was 50-odd million they paid for him. You know, they, everyone was expecting him to you know, really take on the mantle and, and you know, kind of make Spurs, you know, bit a lot a lot closer to, to the likes of Liverpool and Man City. Um, and, and it hasn't worked out. You know, the whole Jose Mourinho... Um, you know, replacing Pochettino. Uh, the last few, I think, in the last month or so, it's gone really stale over there. I, I, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. You're saying it's gone stale, but 
he has still earned more points than only Liverpool and City have gained more points than Jose since November when he was when he was employed. Twenty seven points. But they are fading. Do do you think do you think Spurs are are better would if they'd stuck with Pochettino instead of sa- uh, yeah. sacking him and, and bringing in Jose, would Spurs be where they are now or better off? Uh, it's a bit hard to say. Um, I, I, I do uh, think they they had they made the right decision in in uh, in getting rid of Pochettino. Yeah, yeah. I think it kind of got you know got stale a bit um, uh, in terms of you know his relationship with the players. Um, I think there was a bit of trouble in the boardroom as well. Um, so all wasn't rosy there. It was a uh, they, they needed a fresh start, you know, a breath of fresh air. Uh, they decided to go for Mourinho. Don't don't I don't really blame them too much. You know, they they wanted they needed a world class manager to kind of replace Pochettino. But with Jose Mourinho, you've got to know what you're getting as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And and you know the the style of football that he's played. I mean, I know he came out and he said, you know, I'm I'm a different manager to to what I was when I was at, uh, at Man United. Uh, but you know, in, in the context of things, you know, you look at Spurs play now, and it's it's pretty much the same. Mm. You know, you don't get um, a lot of free flowing. And look, that could be down to the fact that you know, there's no uh, Son, there's no Harry Kane, who you know, I think any side in the Premier League would, would miss plays of that kind of caliber. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ericsson but, gone, no Sissoko in in centre yeah, midfield. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yes. So uh, I mean. I, I, but but yeah. that that's why he's getting paid six seven million a season to to sort this out, Craig, and not you and I sorting it out. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can argue that, but then you can also go back to the fact that he hasn't really had a transfer window yet. Um, so you know, you could expect Spurs in the summer to to do some big things. Um, but you know, in, in general, you know, you know, if Spurs kind of finish out of Europe. I mean, they're still in the sh- in with a shout. Okay, you know, you know, you spoke about Chelsea being three points ahead of yeah, United. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and within that, in, in that same breath, you could say you could talk about Wolves, Sheffield United, yeah, Spurs, agreed, agreed. Arsenal aren't far behind. So, so there's still a lot to play for. You know, come to, uh, come to the final stretch of the season. So, look, you know, you can say you can say what you want about at Spurs right now and and their current form and and the kind of confidence that's going around there. Uh, even with the fans, you know, there's a bit of disconnect between the players and the fans as we saw in midweek. Um, but you know they're still in with a shout, and you know with Jose Mourinho, you can never rule anything out. No. Uh, so, so let, let's let, let's see where he finishes with Spurs. I, they definitely need European football. Um, you know, so you know that's the bare minimum I think for for Jose. Yeah. Well, as far as uh, Burnley are concerned, uh, they're, they're all safe again. They're, they're in tenth place. Um, that actually keeps their unbeaten run going. And, um, yeah, I mean, do, do you reckon Sean Dyche is for another club? Or I mean, he's he's a bit like um, Eddie Howe at Bournemouth, right? You, you know what I mean? You, you, you get the feeling both have gone past yeah. this, their, their stay at the club date. Um, it's a bit harsh to say that about Sean no, Dyche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they, they, they can leave whenever they want kind of thing. But Sean Dyche has done all he can for Burnley. Bar win something, I guess. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, he's taking them uh, to European football. Um, you know, I mean, what more can you achieve with, with, uh, with a Burnley side? You know, finishing the top half of the Premier League um, on, on a fairly consistent basis, keeping mm. them in there. Um, you know, it, it, it's... I mean, what do... What is the next step for Burnley? I think is the next, is the question that, yeah. that needs to be asked. Yeah, if yeah. they're content being where they are, and, 
and I and I've said this before, you know, I said this a lot of times, you know, there, there's all the problems start when you feel that you need to achieve a little bit more. And you know, people people always say, you know, it's all about ambition. You need to be ambitious. You know, with ambition, there comes a certain amount of risk. And uh, and it's if you if you're prepared to take that risk and and possibly you know fail, and it, and it could go horribly wrong. That's when you know managers lose their jobs, irrespective of how good of a job they've done over the last ten years. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the club could possibly find find themselves in a, in a worse off position. And, and I'm talking about relegation. Uh, Sean Dyche has done a brilliant job. Let, let's be honest, there's not going to be a lot of clubs that are going to go after him if they sack their managers. Um, no. I think he should just be content um, at where he is and, and Burley sh- should be content uh, at where they are on the table, you know? Yep. They're going to be a club that is always going to be around that kind of area. Just, just be, ha- be happy you're in the Premier League. Be happy that you're continuing to surprise the top teams with, with, with certain results. Um, and you know everyone will go home happy. No, no Burnley fan will be disappointed with the draw over the weekend. True, true, very true indeed. Spurs are in eighth, then Burnley in tenth after that one-one draw. Um, in uh, the, the, their North London neighbours, Arsenal had a hard-fought one-nil win over West Ham. Uh, Arteta says the team are, are turning the corner. It was a narrow win. It needed uh, substitute Alexander Lacazette to come on 12 minutes from time to, to put it away. Um, much needed win. Uh, I mean, Arsenal, at the end of the day, their, their KIV, uh, their, their points to, to uh, achieve this, it's got to be Champions League football, right? That's what they're aiming for. Um, not, not really. Uh, I, I, I don't think... Uh, I know they're, they're not far off that, but... I think there were better teams of, uh, than them in front of in front of them and chasing for that spot. Um, I think European football would probably be the bare minimum, um, and 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 that's what you know. Arteta coming into this job, he, they, they were in a worse opposition. You know, when he talks about turning the corner, it, in terms of performances, it's definitely been been a lot different. Uh, there's, there's more energy. Uh, you know, I, I think players are playing a lot more freely. Um, you know, this, this was an important win because it, it kind of showed the, the other side to Arsenal. Yeah. Yes, there was a lot of controversy about the goal. Uh, it, it rightly so it, it stood um, in, in the end. But it, it was a dogged performance. You know, They were never made to be comfortable. Uh, West Ham, uh, to their credit, uh, really, really pushed them. Um, you know, Jared Bowen, I thought, had a good game. Yeah. We haven't seen too much of him since he joined West Ham. Um, it was unlucky with hitting the post. But I think Arsenal, yeah. Talk about turning a corner. I, I'd have to agree with Arteta. You know, I think it's been a lot better. Um, I think give them, give them another transfer window. Uh, give Arteta more time with this group of players, um, and, and maybe next season, you know, you can start talking about that Champions League place. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. this season, I think it's a little bit too far. Uh, they'll have to, they'll have to give the Champions League another miss. Um, and uh, uh, European football would be the bare minimum for them this season. Yep, yep. Kind of agree yeah. with you there. Um, what? What? Yeah. Should, I, I guess. Arteta, I, sorry, sorry. Arteta's main issue this summer is securing Aubameyang for uh, another few years. That's, that, that's going to be his main main uh, thing to to sort out. That's true, and and you know uh, he's thirty. He's <laughs> he's going to want Champions League football to stay. So that that question's gonna gonna be unanswered until the end of the season. But Arsenal. Definitely in the mix. Will David Moyes keep West Ham up very quickly? That West Ham's 
Uh, next five games, they're at home to Wolves next. Then they're away to Spurs. Then they're at home to Chelsea. Then they're away to Newcastle. And then they're at home to Burnley. Um, something tells me that they will stay up. Um, I, I know the fixtures aren't the best. The fixtures not the easiest running that they could have. But they look all right, yeah. They look all right. They've, uh, they've got players coming back. I think uh, uh, I think Yamalenko and, and, and Cole, uh, uh, you know, uh, are getting back to fitness. Um, Hala looks like he's got a little bit more confidence about him. I think Jared Bowen, you know, if he if he continues adapting to the Premier League in the next few games, like he has done in in the, in the last few, um, I, I just think they might have enough to stay up. Um, I don't think I think it's going to go right down to the wire, uh, but I think they'll, they'll they'll be one of the better teams that uh, they'll be one of the teams that will stay up. Okay, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying comfortably, but, but they'll manage to somehow. <laughs> All right then, um, we're off for another break. Uh, it's off the ball. It's a very special off the ball. It's just me, Ross, in the studio. It's Craig on the phone. More right after this. Because whilst he's there, it's been very difficult for other clubs to get near them. He's that good. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. England's highest quality title race of all time, but coming out on top again in the Premier League, Manchester City. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, welcome back. It is Monday evening. It's me, Ross. Uh, This is Off the Ball. Do tweet us at BFM Radio. Follow us on social media. It's BFM Football on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Uh, just wrapping up the uh, weekend's EPL action with Craig on the phone. Uh, Sheffield United won, Norwich nil. Sheffield United's dream of European... Well, first of all, their dream at the start of the season would have been not get relegated. But somehow, yeah. it's graduated to European football and it is looking like reality. Yeah, it's looking like it could happen, you know, I mean... <clears throat> this is this is a team, uh, and I don't like to use, to use this word, but it, it reminds me of this. It, it's it's a team of of misfits, if you ask me. Yeah. They've been put together, have been managed brilliantly, have been so well uh, tactically organised by by Chris Wilder and his team. Um, it, it's just been a fairy tale story. I mean, you you know, we we we've always seen good stories in the Premier League. You know, you're less than winning the Premier League and all that. I, I really think this is, is is right up there with with one of the best um, stories you, you could possibly tell. Uh, because this, you know, you look at you look at this squad on paper, and there, there's not a name that leaps out to you and says, "Wow." Yeah, agreed. You know, like agreed. They, they've got a chance of staying up. And, and you go back to this match against Norwich. You know, I mean, Norwich, who for me are doomed. I think they've been playing well recently. Over the last few matches, too late though. I think it's a little bit, yeah, a little too late. Um, but but you know, you you go back to this and, and you just got to look at the, the 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 goal scorer and the guy who set him up, <laughs> John Lundstrom. You know, who's had a fantastic season. Yeah, yeah. So he's found himself out of the squad uh, since Sanderberg's uh, signed uh, for for Sheffield United. But I mean, you talk about a guy who's who's actually a defender playing in midfield has has never played at this level before. You know, and, and, he, and he's made some sort of impact yeah. um, in, in the Premier League. Uh, and he assists Billy Sharp. Who's who, been there uh, all, all, yeah, throughout the... T- yeah, but he's, he's always been a prolific championship goal scorer. Well, know, it's, not, it's his third and fourth ma- four matches now for Sheffield United. There you go, and, and, he, and, he, and he's, what, hitting 35 years old? Yep. Or, or Seventh like league that. game of the season it was for him. Yeah, exactly. 
but but I mean, this this tells the whole Sheffield United story this season. But but uh, they've, they've been they've been brilliant. Well, agreed, agreed. And and one of the reasons why they've been brilliant is because mm. in in between the sticks, they've got an yep. on loan goalkeeper from Manchester United called Dean Henderson. Now, yep. check guys, check out the 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 highlights of the double Sheffield save. United Norwich game because yeah, there was that triple save he made. Yeah, triple, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, remarkable. I mean. This kid, um, you know, he's been he's been at United for for a few years now, um, and you know he he's been developing. You know, he's played for for England uh, youth teams all, all up. In the last few years, he's found himself out alone at Sheffield United. Um, this kid's brilliant. You know, he, he really is in terms of shot stopping. Um, you know, he, he's got it all. Um, you know, there there are parts of the of his game that he really needs to work on. You know, he's, he's prone to the odd mistake here and there. But he's still a young uh, goalkeeper. Um, uh, I think he's 21. Yeah. Know, maybe just hitting on 22. But this, this kid's the real deal. You know, he's he's got a big future in front of him. David De Gea is getting on a bit, making a few mistakes here and there. Um, there's a lot of talk. You know, should Ole get rid of De Gea in the summer? Although he's signed a new contract uh, in the last year. Uh, should, should, should Dean Henderson be given a chance? Um, I think he needs to buy his time a little bit longer. Um, mm. I think if, if it was up to me, I'd, I'd keep him at Sheffield United. Where you know he's he's really improved leaps and bounds yep. with with uh, Chris Wilder and his team. Yeah, he's let let, let him play European football with Sheffield United yeah. next season. Yeah, I mean it's only going to benefit him. I mean I don't think he gets much from sitting on the bench and, and training with the uh, hair every every so often. You know, um, I, I think it's going to be you know he needs games, he needs to get that experience, and then when he gets that big opportunity to to come and play for Manchester United on a regular basis, he knows he's prepared for it. Brilliant, um, but you know. It's, just, just going back to Sheffield United, there's so many heroes in that squad. You know, the back line have been fantastic. Yeah. You know, they've, they've helped Dean Henderson a lot. Um, um, but, you know, all around, you know, if it wasn't for Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool, Chris Wilder would be my manager here. Agreed, agreed. Uh, poor old Norwich, they look doomed. And probably Watford as well, because they've gone flat again. Big game this yeah. weekend at Selhurst Park. They really needed three points. It was a Crystal Palace win. It was another Jordan Ayew goal. Uh, Palace, yeah. top half. I mean, they, uh, I, I was reading that uh, Roy Hodgson has even signed a one-year extension. Yeah, um, uh, I think it's, 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 a good, it's a good signing for Palace. I, mean, I, I also read somewhere, Craig, that uh, because of all the coronavirus scares, there, 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 there might be a lost... Uh, keeping away over 70-year-olds from football grounds, which will put Roy <laughs> Hodgson in a bit of trouble. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, what is the issue? I mean, what a job he's doing, isn't it? I mean, he, he's rebounded so well after you know, losing his, his job with England. You know, I think he's found a secure club in Palace, uh, a stable club. Um, and, you know, for him, the KPI is simple, you know. Just, just keep them in the league. Get as far up uh, in the table as you can, um, and, and and he's managed to do that. You know, the the one worry for me uh, with this extension is the fact that you know will he be able to keep Wolford Zaha? Yep, yeah. Uh, they're going to be um, clubs after him. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they they managed to keep him away from from the clutches of big clubs uh, last summer. Can he do it again this summer? I mean, Wolford Zaha will be crucial to to however well Palace do. Agree. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, just going to Watford, a lot was expected of them after their, their fantastic win over Liverpool um, the weekend before. But, you know, like you said, you know, since, you know, 
well, for a few weeks now, you know, it has been like by that Liverpool result. Yeah, well, from, from Nigel Pearson. But not, I mean, if you remember when he just took over, you know, there, there was a bit of a bounce. There was a lot of improvement for Watford. Mm-hmm. You know, stunned flag. They, they, they might escape, yeah. They, they're 17th at the moment. At, at the moment, according to the table, Bournemouth and Villa are worse. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, Villa, Villa, another side that, that really need to kind of improve um, to, to kind of get their, um, you know, to, to keep them. They spend a lot of money in the summer. You know, let's not forget about that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It you know, hurt them a lot should, should they get relegated. So, I mean, uh, you know, the top half, uh, you know, the first, second, third, okay, first, you know, it's already been decided. Second, they're still playing for it. That 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 battle for fourth spot is going to be fantastic. But, hey, look down the table, you know, you know, come the end of the season, that towards the end, this is where it's going to happen. That's where all the excitement is going to be. Yeah. So let's not forget about the bottom half this, uh, you know, this season. You know, it's going to be a great epic battle uh, between uh, three or four sides. Well, I, at the moment, looking at the table with, with, with ten, what, eight, nine games left, up to 15th. Brighton in 15th on 29 points. Then you've got three teams on 27 points. Villa second last on 25. Norwich on 21. It is going to be a battle, like you say. It is. Um, all right, uh, so that's that one done, Palace. Oh, Southampton nil, Newcastle one. Let's quickly wrap that one up. What a great celebration by by uh, Saint Met uh, and Maxima. Um, yeah, yeah. He's Steve Bruce said he is scary to manage. Uh, I think he's scary to manage. He's definitely scary to play against. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's a wonderfully talented footballer. You know, uh, electric speed. Great strength, um, fantastic dribbling abilities, and the only thing that's lacking from his game is end product. You know, yeah, end yeah. Assist. I mean, if if you could get that out of him, if you can improve him by that extra, you know, twenty percent, you know, I, I think he's one hell of a footballer. Um, you know, I, I was so pleased to see him uh, get on the score sheet. I think there was um, in the in the build up to this game, there was a bit of uh, question marks uh, over his relationship with Steve Bruce. Yeah, I think uh, there, there's a bit, bit of talk about uh, both of them falling out, which Bruce denied. Um, and, and that was the perfect way to respond to those those rumours, you know. Get a goal for your manager. Um, and, and this was a bit of an upset, you know. I mean, yep. Newcastle has gone under the radar a little bit this season. Yep, yep, yep. You know, uh, and Steve Bruce, I mean, everyone was talking about them you know, coming to the season. I mean, the appointment of Steve Bruce, you know, is, is that really what Newcastle need? Um you know, and, and Mike Ashley and, and and the board were criticised for the appointment, but Newcastle have done all right this season. They, you know, yeah, he he has he, he surpassed yeah. all expectations. They they yeah. are so safe that there's no no danger of them being relegated. Yeah, and and I think if you told any Newcastle fan at the start of the season, would they take it? Uh, you know. The, the position that they're in now, 100% they would have. Bitten no, your yeah. hands off, they would have. Uh, all right, br- brilliant stuff. That is your weekend's football. Our final break. Then when we come back, uh, Craig and I will look forward to your midweek action. That is next. Build a mentality in that dressing room that's powerful, strong, made them feel like they're unbeatable. What a coach. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. The serial winner has... Another trophy for the Cabinet. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. And we are back. It's uh, a very special off the ball. It's me, Ross, in the studio, and it's him, Craig, on the phone. Hello, Craig. Hello. <laughs> one Premier League game. 
Yeah, yeah, you're doing great, mate. You're doing great. Uh, one Premier League match tonight. Leicester in third. Take on Aston Villa in 19th. Talk about a must-win. Villa coming off the, the back of a Carabao Cup loss. No shame there. Uh, nope. Yeah, it was 2-1. Uh, they'll take that. They'll take that. But they need points. Yeah, they do. And, and you know, the attention shifts um, to, to to the Premier League now. You know, the, the bread and butter. And and for Villa, look, you know, as I mentioned, you know, massive outlay in the summer. Um, you know, I, I I just don't want to think about if they get relegated, how much of an impact that that would have on the club. How uh, much crying Gogolin will be doing as well? <laughs> I mean, that that would that would be the part that I'd like. No, but you know, I feel for them. You know, they, they they've had their ups and downs this season. You know, when, when they've been good this season, they've been really good. Jack Grealish obviously has, has stuck out for them. Yeah, uh, things at the back. Well, he needs uh, to. Ca- he needs to. Bit. Yeah, he needs to stand out now. Let, let me give you some early team news. Jamie yeah. Vardy is likely to return for Leicester. He he's been unavailable because of a calf problem recently. Uh, ben Chilwell is, is nursing a hamstring strain, so he's going to be assessed. For Aston Villa, John McGinn won't feature. He's likely back next week against Chelsea. Uh, maybe between the sticks, Oya Nyland might, uh, might keep his place. He was all right in the Carabao Cup final. Or Pepe Reina will come back in. That's your team news for Leicester against Aston Villa. And that is a 4 a.m. kickoff early Tuesday morning. Champions League we should look at now. Leipzig against Spurs in Germany. Leipzig with a 1-0 lead. It was Timo Werner's penalty in the second half separating the sides. Spurs, of course, with no forwards, uh, no midfield. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to approach this one. This weekend, it was uh, Wolfsburg nil, Leipzig nil. Leipzig are currently third in the Bundesliga on 50 points. They are five points behind Bayern, who are top of the table. Yeah, um, I, I think this will be a good match. You know, Spurs really have to come out. Um, as, as I said earlier, they're in a, they're in a bit of a blip uh, right now, and, and this is where you know you kind of see um, how good Mourinho is as a manager. You know, he yeah. really needs to pull something out of the bag. It's not going to be easy. You know, I thought Leipzig were fantastic in the first leg, um, defended well. I thought uh, Ampadu, who's on loan from Chelsea, I thought we put in a really good performance at centre back. You know, for for a kid who. You know, I think he's still about 18, 18 19 uh, maximum. Uh, but, you know, he, he's, he hasn't really featured a lot for Leipzig this season. You know, there's been question marks about his attitude. Um, so, so the coach just hasn't uh, seemed deemed enough uh, to, good enough to start. But, you know, for him to come into that role and put in such an assured performance, I, I thought was really, really, uh, really impressive. Um, up front, you know, they're always going to be a threat with the likes of Timo Werner, uh, Emil Forsberg, um, they, they've got good quality over there. Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, Spurs, like you know, we've talked about their problems, their issues, you know, goals um, are are one of those. But this is when you need you, your big men in, in in midfield to step up. You know, your your uh, Lamellas need to step up. Your Moras, your, yep. your Dele Alli's. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And 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 this is where um, it, it will kind of see how good Mourinho will be as a manager. Okay. Um, in this match. All right, uh, that one's a Tuesday night game or Wednesday morning game. The other Tuesday night, Wednesday morning game is Valencia-Atalanta. Of course, Atalanta are 4-1 up. Uh, Valencia with a lot to do. Liverpool play on uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. They trail Atletico Madrid 
by a goal to nil. Now, this weekend, Atletico drew 2-2 with Sevilla. They're currently fifth in La Liga on 45 points. They're 13 points off the pace uh, behind Barca. But they've got a goal and they know how to defend. Yeah, uh, Diego Simeone's sides know how to do that. Um, you know, I thought they were absolutely in the first leg um, at Atletico. You know, they didn't. They didn't allow Liverpool space. They, they shut them down. They, uh, I, I don't think Liverpool had a shot on goal. No. Uh, you know, and that says something. You know, that means you're doing a really good job if you're managing to keep you know, the likes of you know, Mane, Salah, Firmino quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, Anfield is a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? Exactly. I think that the one thing um, you know, that, that Atletico will have in mind is, is the fact that it's only a 1-0 league. And, you know, Liverpool would have probably been all right with that. You know, as long as it's 1-0, it's half-time, we're, we're definitely still in the game. And, and, you know, you can see the kind of responses in um, in, in the post-match interviews with the players. Yeah. You know, you know I think it was Virgil van Dijk came out and said, that's, uh, you know, 1-0, yeah. they can celebrate all they want. But, you know, they, they've still got to come to Anfield. And he's right. Yeah. You know, it's a different kettle of fish. The, the atmosphere, you know, it, it's, it's one hell of an atmosphere uh, when you really play a let's-go away. But, you know, to come to Anfield, you know, they're, they're definitely going to make it intimidating for them. And, um, you know, Atletico will somehow have to cope. You know, they, they've got players who have played on the big stage for for, for a long time. You know, you're, uh, they've got world-class players in their team. So it's not going to be easy. But you can't ignore Liverpool. You can't ignore those Anfield Knights. Um, I, I've got to back Liverpool on this one. I, I can see them winning this by, by, by two goals or, or more. Which will put them through and, and, and on, on for a, a very good treble still, because they're still in the FA Cup. No, they're not. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, double. All right, uh, PSG Dortmund is the other Champions League game. Very rapidly running out of time. Um, yeah. of Dortmund uh, lead PSG by, by two goals to one. In the Europa League, it's Linz against Man United. Linz of Austria. That's a Friday, 1.55 a.m. kickoff. Olympiakos against Wolves is a Friday, 4 a.m. kickoff. Enjoy the football, everybody. I'm going to say muchos, muchos gracias to my one and only guest for today. Craig, you've done yourself proud. Go and drink lots of water now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Ross. Thanks for having me. And guys, thanks for listening. Back on Friday with On The Ball. Have a great week now. Off The Ball, every Monday on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.